Welcome to the Ripple Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brad Long. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Ripple Fishing Report. And today we're talking to Captain Justin Leake over in Panama City. How you doing, Justin? Brad, I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. Actually got a, a, the first uh, unplanned day off in a long time today. Oh, nice. What? How do you spend it? <laughs> well, uh, mainly working on bows and arrows. Ah, so Matter of fact, I'm sitting here fletching up some new arrows as we speak. So you're working on hobby stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and I guess that's a good segue into the this week's fishing report because uh A, the reason that I had the day off is it pretty much rained from the time the sun came up till about now, which is the afternoon. Yep. We had some pretty intense severe thunderstorms. Um we man, it flooded today. It just never would quit. We we kept I kept calling the, the guys I was supposed to take fishing and said, Look, we just need a little window in here somewhere and we're gonna go. Yeah. And that never happened. Nope. <laughs> Sometimes nope. it's like that, man. You yeah. And I, and I always talk about when, when people ask about tarpon season, I always say, well, we, you know, we consider it June and July, but it, you know, can start a little earlier. And I said, and it can go a little later depending on the rain. It's always defined. The end of the tarpon migration is always defined by a major rain event. Yeah. And here we go. Here it is. What is causing so, this? I, I mean, I, and I'm asking because I'm, I am not aware. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'll tell you this where I am and I just yeah. noticed it. I was just outside. It's, it's, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon. It was, I, I mean, it's in the eighties, I think. Yeah. Like it felt nice. I was like, man. Oh man. It's, it is. It's beautiful. So what uh, is moving through that's causing all this rain? Cause it's rained here as well, but it sounds like you're getting a right? lot more of it. We are. And I think it's just a matter of over the course of the summer, the water temp just rises and rises and then now our bay temperatures in the low 90s in the morning mid mid 90s later in the day um the gulf temperatures in the high 80s on into the low 90s it's just the water gets so hot by this time of year all i can imagine you have the entire gulf of mexico pumping off major moisture into the air at some point all that air has to come back to the ground yeah that makes sense yeah and i think every year this time of year it seems like it's just you know it's so hot late july and all of a sudden in august at some point the rains come and when they come it's kind of a you know a bummer because to me it does signal the end of tarpon season now with that being said are there some fish in the bay sure are there some tarpon uh, out on the beach sure a few and they're scattered they're not very consistent right um i'm talking about the main migration of fish yeah. is is what's over it's not that every tarpon is gone from here it's just the mi big migratory schools are gone um so this is kind of the signal of that wrapping up but with that being said like you just said the the air temperature starts to cool off some and even though it's hotter than you can imagine midday those mornings and afternoons we start to notice a little cooler weather which is a sign of fall coming yep and that's that's what i think you know and it seems like anytime we transition seasons spring mm -hmm. to summer winter to spring all that anytime you have at least in the south um it seems like you get a lot more weather you know, rain and extended yeah. rain events and stuff that kind of come with those transitions. And so it's just, right. it's happening, you know, that's it. It's yeah. a fact. Well, so it sounds like the inshore fishing is going to be kind of a mess for the next few days. It is. This is one of the few times a year, um, to, that you can bust out popping corks here. And, and if you're from Louisiana or Texas, you're probably at an advantage to us. <laughs> We're so used to, you know, being ultra stealthy, technical, uh, finesse 
style of inshore fishermen here, this is where your power fishing, loud, obnoxious lures and popping corks uh, are probably going to pay off because the water is going to be dirty and those fish still got to feed. Yep. Um, they're just not going to uh, be as cautious. So yeah, and get you know, a little more aggressive. You know what's good too, and and this is the other the the other positive part, I guess, is so we have these cooler air temperatures that are coming in, and then this rain event that's coming in, kind of with it. And so you get your water temp cooled down quickly, but then it doesn't warm back up that fast because it's not that hot out. That's right. So you, you, I, you know, I think I'm sure the fish would respond to that after a few days anyway, and, you know, move, move onto the flats or some of that kind of stuff that they wouldn't have done two weeks ago, you know, cause the water's 90 degrees or whatever. How much do, do you think this will cool the temperature off like surface? I would say, so we're, I would say, eight degrees by the end of next week. Um, wow. you know, I, I see this rain, uh, continuing on, on and off through the next week. And we're not seeing any of those nineties anymore. Our highs are in the like high eighties Yeah. and the biggest difference, the biggest, biggest difference is at, at night we're seeing lows now in the mid seventies, sometimes 73, 74, Whereas just a couple weeks ago, our lows at night were in the low eighties. Yeah. Um, when we started, when we leave the dock at daylight, we would be in the the low eighties and now we're in the low seventies. It's a 10 degree difference in the mornings when we leave the dock. I mean, I feel like I need a jacket. Yeah. Matter of fact, I have been putting on a jacket in the mornings <laughs> Isn't that crazy? to go run across the bay. Yeah. It's just, and people always look at me like I have three eyes when I talk about how it's cooling off in August. Right. But well, they're is. not running across the bay at six o'clock in the morning when right. the sun's still, you know, below the horizon. Right. And there's very few people that are doing that every day. Yeah. So, so you can say two weeks ago, it didn't feel this way or last week right. or whatever. You can sort of, you're a little more yes. dialed into it than the rest of no us. No doubt. You know, I mean, midday again, it's so hot. I mean, you know, you, you pretty much got to be in the shade and have a breeze to be able to live outside right. at, at noon or, or one or two o'clock in the afternoon down here right now. But the big difference is you're talking about 10 degrees lower in the mornings. Yeah, I think you're right. Cause you know, I mean, honestly, man, in the South, in the deep South where, where we all are, um, you don't get a fall. Not really. I mean, we're watching football games and it's 90 degrees, you know, <laughs> know. into September, you know, when you're like, we, well, we wanted to be cool. Yeah. It just doesn't, you know, not until like November or something. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we, it, this is, this is sort of as good as we're going to get for a long time. Right. I mean, several months, you know, but I think, and, and, and if you think about it, that 10 degree drop is, it's also, you know, most of the night. So you're talking like 10 hours of mm-hmm. that temperature. You know, that's way more influential than, you know, two or three hours of midday heat, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine. So it makes sense. And so you figure 10 degrees, huh? Yep. In the mornings when we leave the dock, the air temperature is about 10 degrees cooler. And I don't think by the end of next week, maybe our water temperature, I'm not going to say you're going to get a full 10 degrees drop in that, but you're going to get, I would say, close to 8 degrees. If, if we're starting the, the day right now with our water temp at 88, um, I would say by the end of next week, we're going to be floating more around low eighties or 80 degrees. So, I yeah. mean, it, you're talking about a huge change. Yeah. And, and with the water for sure, because the thing is, if, if we all think back to early spring, we were having this same conversation about water temperature, but it's like, what's the magic number and That's right. the magic yeah. number is kind of, you know, 70 degrees, but 78 is where the tarpon really seemed to wake yes, up. Yes. 
So you're getting everything. Yeah. I mean, I consider our best water temperatures in the low eighties or high seventies. So you're getting into that sweet spot. Yes. And and we will see that till, till almost Thanksgiving from now to Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's, what's wild. Cause yes, we have some hot days, but it's not enough to bring that. Cause it, I mean, imagine, I mean, think about what we're talking about. It's the ocean and the bay, you know, it's not like a pond even, or or a swimming pool. But massive, the, yeah. So the amount of energy from the sun it takes to warm that up, yeah, is pretty. I mean, it's going to take some pretty warm weather for a length of time, and I don't. We don't typically have it. So yeah. So right. so what do you do? Um, I, you kind of said it with the popping corks and just noisy stuff, and the whole concept there is you you you've removed the water quality has removed the visual element. So you're you're having to target sort of other other instinctual ways that they yeah. eat food. But what else do you what else are you going to be doing with all this rain? I mean, are you going to just stay on the beach side and kind of go offshore more? Or I try you... to. Yeah. yeah, I try to spend more time um, out on the beach and out in the Gulf. And honestly, the reef fishing uh, really kicks back off. To me, June, July, and August, or June can be okay in the beginning, but like when our technical or our uh, air quotes snapper season. Yeah, is to me is kind of the worst time of the year to be out there on the reefs fishing. Yeah, um, it's just it's hot and the action's okay, but it's not great. And most people that snapper fish this year will tell you they had to work pretty hard to catch them. Yeah, and one thing that I always notice is once we get into this later in August and September and October, this uh, little cooler kind of fall pattern, um, our reef fishing gets better. Really, and yes, we have a ton of bait. Uh, there's bait on every reef out there you're marking bait now you see it on the surface just tons of life that wasn't there through the summer yeah um so yeah it kind of stinks that the the bay fishing gets a little not tougher but just different yeah um you know with all this rain and it honestly it can actually get easier people that like to go out there daylight and throw topwater plugs this plays into your bag of tricks even better yeah i'm, the, um, now, I'm that guy i love oh yeah okay man. yeah so if you want to do that i actually like this kind of stuff yeah um now if you're going to try to pull around a sight fish or red it does not help you out and that's yeah. why it kind of uh kind of hurts me because that's my strength and i i don't do a whole lot of of top water plug fishing although i love to do it i'll be honest with you if i have a day off and i go out there red fishing yeah now i do like to do that i just don't typically do that on guide trips mm-hmm. um I'll, i guess it's just the fact that most people cannot make good long casts and work a top water plug very good right um, yeah you, so you most kinda, of the you time have to cater to everyone and, and a, yeah and so a sarah spook or something is not necessarily that bait I th- always thought my whole life that was one of the easiest lures to work till you start doing it for a living and carrying people fishing. Yeah. And when you, when you fish around here, you need to be able to cast a topwater plug a long, long ways and work it properly. Yeah. And when someone steps there, there on the front of the boat and they cast it about 20 feet in front of the boat, I'm like, Oh gosh, yeah. we're in trouble because there is, I can see from here to that plug and there's no fish between us and that plug. So we're not going to catch anything. Right. So that's why we try to develop methods that's going to be easier for everybody to do. Yep. Makes and sense. yeah, so I, that is a fun way to fish plug fishing in the morning like that, but it's just, it's not something I do a lot of on charters. It's the, so, it's the bass angler in me, man. You know, yeah, that's right. I, I grew up, you know, going fishing at a farm pond yeah. or wherever. And it's like, all right, first thing we're fishing top water. Once sun comes up a little bit, then we switch it up. And that's yeah. just, that's how, that's how we did it. So that's just how I still do it 
if I'm out early enough and it makes sense. But I got to tell you, man, the right time of year and when the water temp's right, it doesn't matter how we feel. But topwater's a fun way to catch them. You know, there is oh. a little bit of technique, and you kind of have to know what you're trying to accomplish. Um, yeah, as far as you're working. exactly right. I mean, there's no more fun way to catch a redfish. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, a bass is a lot of fun watching an exploded plug, but the way a redfish pushes up behind a topwater plug, yep. it looks like a submarine, some kind of like missile, like shooting up a torpedo, shooting up behind your plug, and you can see a big weight coming up behind it. Yeah. And then they bust it. Like when, when they do that on the flats, like that's one of my favorite bites. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, some of the last bull reds I caught were when the, the, crabs are flushing out and they were rolling over feeding them and and i realized oh, gosh, something yeah. they they because their their mouth is on the bottom of their body sort of or like on the bottom yeah. third they've got to come way up and then come back <laughs> down you know what i mean so like it's not yeah. they're not like a trout where they would come up and like sip a, you know sip something off the top they got to come down over it and sort of on it you yeah. know what i mean or, or at least and that's just one of the coolest topwater bites out there i yeah. mean it, it'll almost scare you yeah. sometimes yeah especially when they're big because yeah. they so they so much of that big fish is coming up and and like you said they're either waking up behind it where you see like this missile you know all of a mm -hmm. sudden or they just come out of nowhere and just waylay it it's wild yeah. man it's a fun way of of fishing but it's not always the right way so yeah. you're but what you're saying is with this muddy water that plays right into this so but you, and you mean probably not just first light but like yeah throughout the day as well right because well it's i don't know about like you know maybe 9 10 10 11 o'clock yeah. when it's really getting hot and sometimes it gets dead still that's probably not the best time to be doing it but i will say with the the rain itself cools the water off so you have a cooling effect from these rains not just from the cooler temperatures um so the fact the water temperature is dropped a little bit and the water clarity is not as good. Yeah. Those both play into that topwater bite lasting further into the morning. Well, see, that's yeah, that's kind of where I was going. Is because yeah. it's like the only thing I could I would see is if they maybe they aren't holding as shallow or, or you know maybe they're moved off a little deeper if it starts warming up or something. But yeah, who knows? Because really, I mean, it kind of throws everything into a tailspin because you know these temporary setbacks they're sort of making do just like the fishermen are. You know what I mean? They're it's not mm -hmm. the ideal scenario for the fish either. So, you're right. You know, but, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, there's, sounds like there's still some, some good options then, uh, on the table. If you want to, people want to come fish, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like I said, the reef fishing to me gets even better. Um, you don't hear too much King mackerel action through the midsummer, but as we witnessed, not just the water cooling off, I mean, we have bait shows up from, I have no idea where Yeah, it's like, it just falls out of the heavens <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, there's just bait everywhere through the bay. There's bait everywhere around the jetties. There's bait everywhere around the buoys, all up and down the beach, every yeah. reef. And you're like, where did all this bait come from? And <laughs> I have no idea, but it's there. Yeah. And all of a sudden the King Mac will start showing back up in really good numbers too. So that's yeah. another thing we're picking up. And I actually heard yesterday, I was not out there. I was actually bay fishing yesterday, but, um, I heard from the rest of our guides, they, they caught a bunch of mackerel. So huh. I was like, well, there you go. There, yeah. That's the first sign. Now it'll come and go for a little bit. Like anything, when they're just starting to show back up, you know, you'll have days that'll be slower. Um, but over the next week or two, we'll see that become a, a regular, uh, fishery that we can rely on again. Yeah. Somebody was telling me, um, 
recently, like last week, this week, it might have even been you. But when you get these rains like this, the surface temperature becomes cooler than the water deeper. And so a lot yeah. of these reef fish will come up to feed because the more comfortable temperatures are there. Was that you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was me. Okay. We were talking about that. And it's not that they'll just sit on the surface, but if there's bait up there on the surface, they're comfortable up there. They like to be up there. So I would think that'd be easier to chum up and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So see, that That's you know, to me, look, there's nothing wrong with traditional, the way people have, have refished since yeah. it's been a fishing rod, but there's something a lot cooler about chumming those fish up and getting to Shoot, see. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just, you add these elements that make it more fun. Yeah, I hate dropping a bait to the bottom. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I hate it. The the one thing I hate more than anything in fishing is trolling. Yeah. Um, I absolutely despise it and and try to avoid it at all cost. Um, but the second uh, the my the second least favorite thing is just bottom fishing. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna say I don't like it. Sometimes I enjoy doing it, but I'm, in in small amounts. I would agree with that. <clears throat> I, I'm the but, same way. I have trolled, but it's only yeah. to accommodate like my kids are being whiny, and the only right. way I can keep fishing is if we stay moving, you know, or something That's like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely not my preferred method. But there's something about when you're when you're on a reef and you can see the fish coming up, or even if I can't see them on the surface for whatever reason, if I can just put a bait on a hook and open the bail up on a spinner reel and just feed line out, let that bait just kind of drift off in the curtain. All of a sudden you feel that line take off the spool and then you close the bail and line drag, you know, drag screaming off the reel. Like to me, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Way more exciting than just hitting the bottom and waiting for a bite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that it's cool that that's also, if you choose to do it, that's a, an yeah. option you could explore right now too. That would, that would do well. So definitely. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome, well, man. Go. Yeah. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. If there's anything you, you got coming up or want to plug, man, let us know where yeah. to find you. Check us out on YouTube at next gen adventures. That's our new YouTube channel. And you can see us starting back uh, in January. Check us out on Discovery Channel. If some of you people still have cable TV, we'll be back on in January on Discovery, and that's Chasing the Sun TV. Um, if you want to catch up on all our Chasing the Sun fishing shows, you can find them on YouTube as well. If you want to book a fishing trip, go to PanamaCityInshore.com, and you'll find all our guides on there. Awesome, man. You got just a few few irons in the fire, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> few, a fact. few things going on. <laughs> yeah i did a count today at lunch we were talking because somebody was like man i sent you a thing on facebook uh but you never responded to it and i said well i i'm, I'm logged into seven facebook pages <laughs> and five instagram pages and i get alerts for everything but i can never if i'm logged into the wrong one then i you know I, when i try to respond to it it won't let me or whatever yep. so i get confused so Had the same. Yes. yeah man <laughs> yeah. you got you got to keep a, like you said a lot of irons in the fire that's it got to keep them going but hey I appreciate you joining us, man, uh, and and keeping us up to date of what's going on down there. Because look, uh, some some of us have to just go when we can go, and if the water's nasty, we we make the best of it. So hopefully, podcasts like this help those of us that sort of get hemmed into a, a fishing trip that's not ideal conditions, but we that's when we go. So, you know, I appreciate you sharing that with us, and I appreciate everybody listening. Because uh, I've said it before, but you guys could do anything with your time, and I appreciate you spending a few minutes of it with us. So. Thank you for uh, for joining us. So, Justin, I'll get with you next week, man, and we'll try to do it again and uh, see what you make of the of the chocolate milk in your bay. <laughs> All right, sounds like a plan. All right, see you, buddy. All right, see you.